For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's uh, Christmas coming up this weekend? Do you, you have anything on your Christmas list? What'd you put on there this year? No, not a big Christmas guy. Not, no? not a Grinch per se, but <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little overrated, a little meh. Yeah? yeah. Why? Why, why? Why? What do you mean? I don't know. It's like, I think I was so upset when I was a kid because it's Christmas break, right? But everything's closed. So it's like, you can't go anywhere. can't do anything. Why do I have this time off if I can't even go out? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Christmas for me uh, is great. I love it. I love it, obviously, for the kids. I see it through their eyes and how excited they are. But for me, it's all about Thanksgiving. That's yeah. my favorite. It's become my favorite. There's no mm-hmm. pressure of gifts. And not just the pressure to give gifts, but the pressure to open gifts. I feel like there's a lot of pressure when you open the gift. Super awkward. You know? Yeah, it's weird, right? <laughs> You got to love it right away. And then if you don't love it, you're not allowed to say that you don't love it. <laughs> well, that's where your acting skills come in play, right? They come in hand. You're like, ah, oh, I love it. This you is know? amazing. <laughs> I don't know how to fake it. My face just reads like, <laughs> what? What is this? <laughs> if you're like me too, like I, I, I mean, everyone's always like, what's the best gift you've ever got? I'm like, mostly my family and friends, like they just give me stuff I need all the time or they think I need, you know, uh-huh. like I'll get like tools, things like that, where I just go, Oh yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it was awesome. Thank you. I, I love the miter saw, but like, you know, it's not like, it's just something I needed, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, but yeah, what are, what are you going to do though? You can't <laughs> say no, you can't say, no. you know, like I'm not going to use this. No. Yeah. But they should know by now that you're probably not going to use this. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Look, I, I don't use the saw. I I pay for someone to use the saw correctly, right? Rather than, <laughs> than cutting my own hand off or doing something like that, which is something I would do. No, get the pro in here. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what I need. Instead of giving me a saw, just give me a gift card for a contractor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we're talking. All right. I would be talk. excited about opening that project. Yo, this is that's what's up. Yeah. No kidding. All right. Well, let's talk about the Bears. Hit the theme song. Let's get this crowd going. Now, come on. Get him up. Get him up. Get him up. Hawks on three. One, two, three. Four. Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go Hawks. I'm just about that action, boss. He takes the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. It's intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Holy catfish. Hey, that's great football now. It's going to work now. Let's keep playing. Who's got my back? I got your back. That's Lofa. Trouble play it. Thunder. All one ready. Please. Russell looking. Go Russell scrambling. Pump faking. Still looking. Now he spins out. We got a fly, baby. 40. Down the far sideline. He's still moving. He's gonna go. Yes. Go. Go. 20. 10. They do it again. Touchdown! 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 Seahawks! On the Believe Sports Network brought to you by Simply Seattle. 
local company, family owned right there in Seattle. They got a store on First Avenue downtown, but they also have a website. Go to shop.simplyseattle.com slash believe spelled our way and check them out. All the cool merchandise for the Seahawks. They got some Husky stuff over there. They got a bunch of Sonic stuff. Lofa, did you know that Simply Seattle is the world's largest Seattle Supersonics store. Exclusive deals with Mitchell and Ness, all kinds of great licensing. I mean, if you're into the Sonics and they're going to be back soon, go to simplyseattle.com, everybody, and use our promo code. Believe 10, B-L-E-A-V-1-0. For 10% off all of your purchases. All right, Lofa, we got we to gotta turn the page. We got to turn the schedule. Coming up this weekend, Justin Fields and the mighty, question mark, uh, Chicago Bears. Um we got to get a win plain and simple right i mean it's not like a it's it is a must win but it's like a it's like a no duh win kind of yeah it's a handle your business like come on man it's the bears the bad news bears they're four and ten they're coming into your house let's go yeah let's um, do but you know they they are dangerous and like, of course this is the time of year where everyone loves to just be the spoiler as we saw with the lions and the, you know the cardinals the other day um Seemingly nothing to play for, you know, while well, your job, that, that's something to play for because um, there's going to be some changes made in Detroit. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but the other thing you get to, you know, ruin somebody else's Christmas and new year because they might drop in seating because of that game. So that's why these games are dangerous, but um, we'll get into it. I, I They have some weapons over there and, um, you know, they're not to be taken lightly. Well, let's get into it right away. Uh, what do you need to see from this Seahawks team to feel good about whatever happens this weekend? Uh, Not well, just a win, but like, how do they have to? I mean, shut these guys down. Like, just completely. I, I expect to see like a Texans or, um, you know, what was it, Jaguars, where just a complete, yeah. yeah, complete just stomping on the defensive side. We, you know, run pass they can't get anything that's what i expect to see especially with a rookie quarterback you know and i mean he's made some great strides that last game i don't know if you saw it against the vikings he was pretty impressive um you know but they they squandered a lot of opportunities um you know and and then you know they have a run game that this kid montgomery is serious and so um yeah he's led me to the fantasy playoffs so uh i'll be happy if if they shut him down even though he's on my team are you predicting a shutout? Yes. Ooh, you guys could bet on that at betonline.ag. <laughs> Go to betonline.ag, everybody. Your only place on the internet to make sports wagers. Also, they have a 24 online casino, which never closes. Use our promo code. Leave 50, B-L-E-A-V, 50 5-0. welcome bonus at betonline.ag everybody uh if you go all the way back on this show to after the draft i said that justin fields would be the best rookie quarterback taken in this draft i mean you know there's still a whole career to go here so you know there's time i mean obviously not such a great season in the win-loss column but like lofa said super athletic and the seahawks have trouble with athletic mobile quarterbacks from time to time. What do you think about uh, young Justin Fields and his, his game specifically so far this season? Yeah, I think he, you know, they're probably doing, put a little too much pressure on him. You know, you have Montgomery and that's a guy big, strong, fast, like he can handle 20 plus carries and he should be getting 25 carries or touches, whether it's five passes, 20, you know, carries, 
he should be carrying, you know, the bulk of it. And uh, he's got some, some great tight ends, Jimmy Graham, um, Cole Komet. And for a young guy, a running game and, you know, tight ends, those are, you know, really helpful in, um, in, you know, making an impact as a rookie. And, uh, last game they got into i mean the offense just sputtered it stalled um the vikings did a good job of taking away montgomery um i think he landed with like 60 yards on 20 rushes but they started to go more up tempo and that's something i think we need to be alert for that he, he is very capable of running a two-minute offense or a hurry up you know something i thought we were going to see out of our own offense that's you know the what we were told uh five months ago but Still, has, yeah. still, still working on it. I think. I, I think. Uh, yeah, you you touch on it there. I think a, a lot of the frustration from Seahawks fans, I can speak for myself, is that this team, Pete and the Seahawks and Russ and Shane Waldron and all them, they keep telling us that they're going to do things that they then don't do. It's really frustrating. Uh, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I feel like if they just did what they say they're going to do at their press conferences, we'd we'd be fine. Except. Yeah. Something happens when we get into the game. And so that's why for as confident as I am about this Bears game coming up, we've been confident about other games this season that didn't go our way. Colt McCoy and the Cardinals ring a bell. Mm. So I, I don't know, man. I got to tell you, I'm I, I'm not nervous in the way that I'm like going to predict a Seahawks loss or anything, but I don't know if it's going to be quite the stomping that everybody thinks it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like it. Um, if it's not. If it's not, mm-hmm. what do we do then? Well, I mean, like if it's not and we lose, because I think that could be the official. Hey, I mean, buddy, what ha- we need to talk about it? Like, I'm mathematically I'm, out. I'm not trying to put this out there or or create any like sort of bad, um, you know, aura or anything around this team. I'm just simply asking the question: if they go out there and lay another egg. This weekend, especially against this team, especially with the season that we've had, especially with that Rams game being the, the game before it, what do we do? I mean, well, now I mean the rumors are going to come up. The the where will Russ land? You know, next year. So, mm-hmm. um, but well, what, yeah. about what about Pete? What about Pete? What about Pete? <laughs> he's not going anywhere. You think he's going? He's not okay. going anywhere. Come on, man. So you think you think Pete leaves before, uh, or sorry, you think Russ leaves or goes somewhere before Pete is either fired or goes somewhere else? Yeah, I, th- I think Russ will. You know, he there's a greater chance that he and his and his camp go somewhere mm-hmm. than there is of Pete his team. Yeah, being his fired. Rush. Yeah, because remember, <laughs> Russ didn't have destinations he wanted to go to, but his team did. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't think Pete, Pete's not going anywhere, and he shouldn't. John, you know, they, it's one bad year in the last 12, right? Probably since – well, not the first year because we went to the playoffs season with a losing record. But the next year, I guess you'd say we probably fell short of expectations 2011 when, you know, after the lockout went 8-8, eight and eight, you know, because um, it was expected to be a step forward and it just kind of – I mean, I guess by one game, but we didn't make the playoffs. Um, so, yeah. Like one bad year in twelve years. Come on, man. Like I chalk it up as a was an aberration, or that's not it's not gonna happen again. All right. Well, we didn't think it should happen with this team when you look at the players they got on it and you look at the roster and all that. So mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um if the unthinkable does happen, do you see them sitting Russ down for the rest of the year because you'd be out of it at that point and why not just shut it down? I mean, you risk something 
happening to him or something like that. I mean, what would that be a scenario you see happening? No, I don't, you know, you don't sit him down. And I mean, you know, Russ wouldn't want to, at least I don't believe he'd want to. Well, he wouldn't want to for sure. I mean, look at him. He didn't even take the time to heal from that finger properly. Yeah. Right back in and started losing games right away. Oh yeah. Here we go. (laughs) So yeah, no, I don't think that is uh, something that they would, they would do. He's playing. If it doesn't matter, if we do get eliminated, he's still playing. Yeah. I mean, who's the quarterback coach right now? Um, I think it's Dave Canales. Oh, yeah. Please. I don't know. I don't even know. Honestly, I, it wasn't a trick question. I oh, just okay. don't know. Uh, I yeah. Like, Shit, man. I was like, I'm going to go, have to go look this up. Well, cause I was just going <laughs> to, I was going to talk about Russ a little bit. I mean, we talked about it last episode, but I wanted to talk to you about when you're watching the game and, and, Look, guys, I'm just a fan, but when I'm watching the game too, and I know a lot of you fans out there see this because I see you guys on Twitter. And the reason I ask who the quarterback coach is is because I want to talk maybe mechanics a little bit or just, I mean, when he drops back sometimes, Lofa, he's he's shuffling his feet all over the place. He's throwing off his back foot. He's kind of fading backwards a lot of the time. Even when the rush isn't even, like just at the snap of the ball, he's fading backwards all the time. He's not really that, that underthrow to DK. He's not like, stepping into it and really giving it that rust thing. I mean, is that something that the quarterback coach is going to talk to him about, or is that something his team needs to talk to him about? Yeah, no, they'll go over all that, you know? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> You want his brother-in-law to go over that with him? Or is, is like, well, I guess what I'm asking is like, does the quarterback coach around there even have Russ's ear anymore? Because like, what's going on with him? Yeah, no, I mean, they, they go over all that, man. All right. I mean, what's going on? I don't know. Like I said, we, we've addressed it in a couple you know, uh, episodes he looks tentative, now. Though doesn't he? Doesn't he look hesitant? A little tentative sometimes to you? Yeah, my my whole thing is if if you're not seeing it, you know, clearly the coverages, whatever it might be, if the pocket's not perfect, you know, use the legs earlier in the game. Yeah, it's always fourth quarter heroics when you know, oh, we need two touchdowns. Now he starts taking off and running. And it's like, okay, well, we could have done that all game. Is that, yeah. is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, just if you do that early on, much like I always complain about the run game not being used, if you do it early on, it makes life easier and he won't have to run in the fourth quarter and we'll have a lead. And like those those things kind of start to happen. So, well, I think I think that's the whole problem here, man. It's like this like image about Russell Wilson and the Seahawks and him always kind of winning the game or whatever. I mean, that yes, that was there at the beginning, but it hasn't been there for a while yet. That perception still persists. You hear the broadcasters during the game talking about it. Well, Russell Wilson, he'll he'll sure come in and do it. He hasn't been able to do it lately, and I think I, you, and a lot of Seahawks fans are just trying to figure out why. And and I don't, we're all kind of at a loss. So hopefully we can see him getting it right against the Bears, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk running backs because, uh, you know, Rashad Penny, I mean, he missed some time during the game with um, like abdominal injuries or something. I don't know. Um, it, the other guys were on the COVID list, Homer and uh, um, DJ Dallas, whoever. No, not DJ because DJ played. It was what? Homer and uh, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, um, Adrian Peterson's got back. Chris Carson. I mean, who's going to be running the ball for us <laughs> this weekend? DJ and- Dallas. How many okay? How many runs for you to be satisfied as a fan watching the game? Twenty-five plus, twenty-five rushes or more for one guy or collectively? Oh, as a team, like what we get? To, I think we got to like nineteen or twenty, and 
half you of those. Want to see DJ just get it 25 times in a row. Oh, I'm, yeah. Half, I, half, I mean, in a row. I'm talking about, I don't care. I just yeah. three times. I mean, shit, half of our, half of our rushes came on that 11 play drive yeah. where we scored our only touchdown. I know. Hello. On the ball. They Hello. got the ball. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Scripson, he came in. You know, he looked good in that one game. He had some back issues. We'll have to see what goes on this weekend. But running the ball is clearly the thing that we need to do. Yeah, but uh, DJ which, looked great out of the backfield, too, as yeah, a receiver. He like, yeah, he, yes. he knew protection, and then he leaked out quick. And, like, one of that that one where Russell looked like he was down and he, like, underhanded it to him, that was awesome. And it's just he he's a good football player. Um, yeah. Can do it all. And yeah. just give him, you know. Give him a chance. And I think that's the thing. We just get so scared when it's down to him because what is he second year? And it's, you know, and I mean, it's, it's the same thing when he was in Miami the guy averaged like six, six plus a carry. They yeah. just never gave him the ball. It's like, yo, it's not the kid's fault. It's your fault. Yeah. Give him a chance. Right. Um, yeah. And hopefully Lockett will be back. So, you know, he'll yeah. bolster the receiving core there. But mm-hmm. um, you know, even without Lockett there, they have the talent to be, more competitive or at least make better plays at wide receiver. I mean, come on, like going back into the past, you had Doug Baldwin, Jermaine Curse, two undrafted guys who were just, you know, always making it happen. And now we got D. Eskridge, who's high draft pick. Uh, DK, pretty high draft pick. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, but I think, you know, we get confused or like, oh, well, he was undrafted, so like anybody can do it. No, Doug Baldwin should have been drafted in the mid rounds. Sure. Jermaine Curse should have been drafted in the mid rounds. Sure. But because of the value percentage or place that, you know, the draft and combine holds, that's why, you know, because Doug was deemed too little. And then here we go, what, a couple of years later, Tyler Lockett, same exact size, you know, same speed, maybe a little faster, you know, in the 40, but um, Tyler goes second round or third round, whatever it was. So it's like, you know, and so I think there's like a lot of people say, oh, well, it's it's very misleading when you say, oh, well, we had undrafted guys in the back in the past and now we got drafted guys. So the expectation is there that these guys should be performing, outperforming the guys that weren't drafted. But we're talking about two of the best football players that we had in, in the last 10 years on, on that dynasty team. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think even at the time when, when we were, you know, in our heyday there with them, like, I think us as fans, I mean, of course, everyone loves Doug Baldwin. Everyone loves Jermaine Kers, of course. But I think we, we even didn't really appreciate what they were doing yes. at wide receiver. I mean, I remember even during those days that the talk was, you know what we need is a big we superstar need- wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. And now we've got, <laughs> you know, a big star strong superstar on commercials good looking dude you know coloring his hair all we got the big superstar wide receiver and you know look look at what we've got so um you know uh yeah that's really what it comes down to you know is uh like you're saying you know under appreciation for for what we had Mm. and um but also you know the allocation of our picks and, and our money where it was well, spent. You know? That's where I was going to go next, actually. Okay. Because, yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I again have no notes for this episode because the Rams game pissed me off so much. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm still, I'm still upset about the Rams game. But anyway, um, I wanted to talk about draft picks and, and you and I have been talking off microphone all season about that we need to get into this at some point, the, the recent drafts and John and Pete and all of that because. I don't know, man. I mean, a lot of these picks, a lot of the drafts in the last few years, not really panning out. And that's a big problem with this team. And I think we're seeing that come to fruition now. 
I think, I think, you know, not staying healthy has been first and foremost. All right. Sure. I mean, looking at, you know, Rashad Penny, not healthy. Malik McDowell, not healthy, but gets healthy. And now he's balling for somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. Daryl Taylor missed his first season. He's balling now. Right. He, he looks great. And, um, you know, um, Collier missed his whole rookie season. So, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into that. It's not like we're just completely missing or whiffing on picks like a lot of people believe. It's um, it's 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 the injury bug, man. And, you know, it sucks. But um, the, the players that we have picked have not been bad. They just haven't been. I mean, the Eskridge, he's been out. <laughs> Well, but I mean, but it's not just injuries because a lot of people look at Nick Chubb running all over people and you go, you could have had him instead. They took Penny and Penny's always out. And again, no, I mean, it's not Penny's fault. He keeps getting hurt, but it's just easy to see right in front of us. You look at Travis Kelsey. Do you know who got taken one pick before Travis Kelsey? No. Christine Michael. Well, you can always go back and play this game though, right? Oh, I know. So good pick. Well, I mean, I know, but if, when we were having yeah, if, success, they were hitting on draft. If picks. you told me it was a tight end that we picked, and then you know, and then Travis Kelsey was picked, then I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Like, yeah, but I take Travis Kelsey all, overall. I mean, you you go back yeah, and that draft no. over again, he'd be way higher anyway. I get it, so, but like what I'm saying is, there's not really a missed opportunity if we didn't take the guy at that same position at that spot. All right, I I hear yes. you. I'm just trying to point out that when we were doing well, they were hitting on a lot of these draft picks, even late round draft picks. Well, no, I think I mean LJ Collier is a healthy scratch half the time. I mean, but if you want to go to that, you know, level of thinking, you really should turn your attention to free agency because yeah. I don't care how good someone's been, there's been a disconnect when we brought them here. Yeah. I mean, well, and and how about the fact that a lot of guys don't even come here now? You know, you had some yeah. free agents this season who were on the market. There'd be a rumor that the Seahawks were interested or that they'd be interested in Seahawks, you know, mm-hmm. Odell Beckham, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they don't end up signing here. And I'm I'm wondering if they're not signing here for a reason. Do they do these players and their agents and their their camps, yeah. their teams, <laughs> their, their teams. entourages, do well, they see something wrong with the Seahawks right now? Well, no, but I mean look. Yeah, I think that goes hand in hand with what I'm saying is like, look at the track record of former, you know, guys, you know, Percy Harvin, one of the uh-huh. most talented guys only lasted a year here. Right. I mean, it wasn't, he wasn't really healthy for much of it. And then I think in the second or third year, they just, you know, he released them. But well, that was Golden Tate's fault, wasn't it? I don't know. We got we got a Super Bowl though. I'll say that much. We got a Super Bowl, right? I think there so, were some behind the scenes things with Percy though. So then you go and I mean, even when I was coaching, we go and get all world Jimmy Graham. And then we seemingly don't use his talents the way I mean he was on a trajectory to end up with 150 touchdowns. And like somehow we found a way to, to not utilize it. Um yeah, that one, I mean, you know what's weird about the Davian Clowney. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say what's weird about the Jimmy Graham thing is you look up and he he holds the record for touchdowns by a Seahawk tight end, you know, with the mm-hmm. team. So it's like misleading where you go like, well, no, he got a lot of touchdowns. But if you think back on it, you remember those games. I mean, oh. we were not using him the way we just should. split him out wide. Yeah. Just, just yeah. throw it up. That 6'8 with a 40 inch vertical. I mean... Well, does it remind you of someone named DeKalen De- Zacharias Metcalf right now? I mean, he... No, nah, he's 6'4 wide. with a 40 inch vertical. <laughs> I'm just saying, you got a big guy, you line him up out there, but, and you kind of okay. don't fall. But I'm just saying, this could be Jadavian Clowney, you know, uh-huh. comes in yeah. for a year, and then, you know, um, you know, now he's he's with, uh, I think, Cleveland right now, and he's Cleveland. playing well. And so I don't know, but 
free agents, Jamal, he did a, he had a great introductory year, right? His first year. And then this last year, I don't blame him for getting hurt. That, that shit happens. But it was not going smooth in terms of the way we were using him. I, you know, there was – I'm trying to think, has there ever been someone that just came in and, like, didn't miss a beat? I'd say Quandry Diggs is the only one that we traded for him. We love him. He's been crushing it. And yeah. and now we're gonna lose him in free agency. I mean, yeah, that's Quandre, the fucking that's the irony of it all. Yeah, Quandre, maybe Cliff Averill, uh, you know, yeah, guys like that. But I mean, yeah, you're right about Quandre. Quandre is a, I mean, right now especially a better safety than Jamal Adams. Quandre Diggs might be the best safety in the NFL. He leads all safeties with interceptions this year. The guy's an absolute ball hawk. He hits hard, all that. Uh, he wanted a new contract. They said no because they wanted to get Jamal's done. They get Jamal's done. He underperforms. Now he's out. And now we're going to lose the guy in Quandre. Who's the guy we need? Yeah, that's going to be tough to stomach because, I mean, someone's going to throw a lot of money at him. And, you know, even if we match – I can't fault him for leaving because we had every opportunity to sign him to a long-term deal. And so this is the nature of the beast. Uh, this, well, this is business. What about the current uh, contract situation in general? I mean, I texted you about this. We got obviously a lot of money wrapped up in Russell's contract, but now mm-hmm. a ton of money wrapped up in Jamal's contract. You have a lot of the cap going towards these two players, but we're seeing all the deficiencies in the rest of the team when you do this kind of thing right now. And it's, it's, like I said, coming to fruition, we're. I, I don't know where you go from here. If those guys don't restructure or something like that, aren't we just doomed to have more of these seasons as we go through their contracts right now, as they play these things out? Yeah, I mean, you just you're, you're you know cap stricken, and it's it's the tough, but that's that's businessman, and so yeah. I don't expect like Russell to restructure. I you know. I, well, how come Tom does, and he's the goat? Who never heard of him. <laughs> no, um, I mean Russell. Look, but you talk about it. Russell's interested in his legacy, of course. Who wouldn't mm-hmm. be? Why wouldn't you restructure if it gives your team a better chance to win Super Bowls? Is this about your paycheck, or is it about winning? Well, well a lot of the times, you know, they have agents that they defer to, and you know, the agents. What what do they get paid? Oh, and, my guy's the number one paid guy. That's and brother-in-laws, sister-in-laws, second cousins. Oh, but that's what agents go on. They, you know, they. You know, they're gonna say there that that's their pitch to the the next you know young Russell Wilson. It's like, well, I got Russell the highest contract, you know, because otherwise, like you know, like the kids gonna be like, oh, I don't give a shit. Like you got you don't even a guy in the top five. Get out of here. And, yeah, but I have an agent. I'll tell you. I mean, I have an agent. You had an agent. The agent works for you. You you're the boss. You're the. It's client. a little different when you're the highest paid and you're the thirty five million a year guy. Yeah, but okay, but if you're the highest paid, if you've gotten that contract in the past, your agent can still say, "I got Russell Wilson his you know giant contract." And then you know what else I did for Russell? Russell asked me to restructure so that the team could be more competitive and so that he could win more Super Bowls. And then I did that afterwards. Russell is the boss here. He could do whatever he wants. And see, this is the thing though: restructuring always doesn't promise more Super Bowls. So yeah, but I mean, in the eyes it, of the it fans, sounds good it's it goes sad. a long way in the eyes of the public though sounds good sounds good but it doesn't mean <laughs> that you're gonna get a super bowl well but, do you remember you remember uh kobe down here in la r.i.p to kobe obviously a legend greatest of all time but uh when they after they won that last finals and then he got this like big new deal even though he was kind of older and whatever it really hamstrung the team for a long 
a mm-hmm. long, long time. And, you know, true blue Lakers fans, they were really upset about it down here. And it's just kind of like I kind of see this same thing going on here where it's like, man, you're really killing us here with this thing. I mean, if you're really that guy who loves Seattle and wants to stay in Seattle and wants to be here for 20 years and you want your legacy and you want your number three hanging in the rafters someday, then you got to kind of do something to help out the team here, don't you? You would like them to. But that's yeah. You can't can't tell a guy how to handle his business. This is his. Well, we wish he'd do it on his own. Nobody tells Tom to do it. He just does it, and then they just keep winning Super Bowls. Mm. No. Are you going to decide where that money's allocated? If you're the quarterback, like, if I'm going to give back half of my salary, I want all going towards O lineman. I want all going towards. Well, I'm just saying. If that's first of all, first of all, if you're going to give back half your salary, let me be your agent because I would. I'm not telling you to give back half. What What are you saying? Uh, you're, some, saying you're saying we don't have enough money to go around. So where do you think that money's going to come from? The restructuring, yeah, it'll help us from a cap standpoint, but you still have to pay. Like, yeah, like that'd be like me as a, line, a linebacker saying, or like Bobby, like, hey, well, you know, if I'm going to restructure, you better like. I better get some weapons. I mean, well, yes. Well, well, Russell asked for weapons. They didn't go get him anything. They got him Gabe Jackson. That was it. Yeah, but I'm saying if I have to restructure, can you please get some weapons for me? No, I understand that. I'm just saying that you could do this quietly. You could you could do it in a way that makes sense for everybody, and you might be able to get some more talent and free agents and all the things that we're talking about. I mean, you're not going to be able to get them if he keep continues. I mean, buddy, if they if he goes to re, or not restructure, but if they go to like resign or do something different right now, what does Russell Wilson ask for? He can't ask for to be the highest paid quarterback in the league based on the last two or three years, can he? Someone's going to pay him like that. I, dude, he's got 10 years of winning. He's had one year of a non-winning record. And, I mean, and technically, technically, three of those losses he did not play in. So he actually doesn't even have a losing record. Yeah, but he's got one Super Bowl. The next Super Bowl, we all know what happened there. And then he's got mm-hmm. early exits in the playoffs ever since. And that Super Bowl was in his second season. It's time for him and the Seahawks to stop resting on those laurels of 2012, 13, 14, 15 and start realizing that it's 2021 and shit has changed. Guarantee you. He will get forty million a year in a new contract somewhere else. Garen. Well, oh, somewhere else. Fine. I mean, yeah. at that point, I say let Russ walk. That's where I'm going to make the okay. t-shirt, dude. I'm going to make it. the t-shirt. <laughs> well, at that point, would you want the Seahawks to resign Russell Wilson, the Russell Wilson we have right now, for forty million a year? It's the going rate, bro. It's not what I asked you. That's what I'm telling you. But do you? Would you want them to do that? No, I'd say at that point you got to you got to start over. You know, okay. you, you got to let Russ go and, you know, you hope that, like, thank you for all the great memories, the 10, the, you know, the decade of, of dominance and the Super Bowl, you know, and more importantly, all the stuff you've done off the field for the community. But you got you to wish them well and just say, hey, we have to start over now. So this is how but we're going to do it. You can see why that's so frustrating for a lot of fans who will never, ever even get – even close to seeing these kinds of checks and that kind of money and these kinds of endorsements and celebrity and all of that stuff. How much is enough? We want wins. He wants wins. It just seems like there's a way that you could kind of get all this done and still make plenty. I mean, come on, Russell Wilson is never going to spend all the money that he's made. Is it always just, I mean, Sierra alone brings in as much as Russell does probably like, I mean, he could he could not make another dime from the Seahawks and probably never spend all that money. Yeah. I just, 
That's hey, fine, but you look around the league, man. Like you said, only one guy does it. All right? I mean. I know. I mean, there's several other. But he wins, and he wins Super Bowls. Yeah. I mean, but then, okay, look at look at the importance of Aaron Rodgers <clears throat> to that team. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he, he's not in there for one game, and, you know, they lose with a first-round pick that's been learning under his wing for the last two years. Like, this is the guy yeah. you chose to replace me with? And he can't even – I don't even know if they scored a touchdown that game. And you get Devontae Adams, you got the running game. Like, it wasn't like he doesn't have weapons over there. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, not to get off topic, but his his bargaining uh, power just got a lot stronger <laughs> come this offseason. Well, okay, but, like, what about Aaron Rodgers? Because he obviously has a huge contract and, you know, big quarterback, well-paid and all that, but the, the Packers keep winning. So what is it with the Seahawks then? Aaron Rodgers has a top-five defense. Hmm. No, that's not it. Uh, he's been winning. <laughs> they are top five. They're top yeah. ten in two categories and top five in uh, scoring or something. But, yeah, he's, he's finally got a defense which is comparable to the one he had back when they won it, you know, um, in, what, 2010, I think it was. And, yeah, uh, yeah he's got he's got real help. And uh, Well, if we were winning, look, if the Seahawks right now were 10 and – whatever they'd be or whatever, uh, nobody would be asking these questions, just like the Packers. They're winning, so no one asks the questions. But when you're losing and kind of losing consistently and losing badly and you're the quarterback, which everyone says is the number one position in all of pro sports, the most important in all of that, well, you're not getting the job done. So why should we pay you $40 million? I don't know. It's, it's Yeah, one bad season, everybody panics. <laughs> Has it been one bad season, though? That's really my. Yeah, we were twelve and four last year, and he was cooking. He was cooking great. <laughs> twelve and four last year, and then go out to the Rams and a. Oh, they came to us actually. Jared Goff. They came the to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, who would have thought knocking out their their quarterback that had only been there for two weeks <laughs> would have been the worst thing that happened to us last year? Oh man, uh, Lightbox, everybody. I don't have a smooth transition. I'm just going to tell you that Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the best in the biz. They've unlocked the science of sparkle. And I know that the holidays are almost over, but New Year's is coming up. And so why not make a resolution to get yourself something sparkly? Get some bling-bling, like Lofa and his buddies back at USC used to say. Oh, right? What? what? That's an old-school kind of term, right? Bling-bling? You nah. guys probably talk about bling-bling back then. Uh, I took mine in cash, bro. <laughs> Wait, from USC? Uh-oh. Oh, oh. Lightbox.com, Stop everybody. Go to lightbox.com. Uh, they're $800 a carat, which is uh, significantly down from the kinds of diamonds that come from the ground. These ones are the same chemical makeup. They're just made in a lab. What are you, too good for lab-grown diamonds? Go to lightbox.com dot com everybody and check it out even liner would love these things he's got some flash to him doesn't he no you don't know probably more of a reggie reggie thing oh, it's more of a reggie. He, had the, he had the earrings stuff, hey, frosty you know? uh, frosty rock frost rock for sure oh yeah, yeah. he rocked yeah guy. yeah for sure um all right well what do you want to ask santa for then lofa since you're not asking santa for anything you know for real for yourself what about for the seahawks just a win man just, just to, to win, yeah, yeah. Like you know, it's, it's uh, that, huh? It's yeah, it's gotten that desperate, man. <laughs> just please win. Yeah, I don't care if I get cold the rest of my life, Santa. Just bring me a W this oh, weekend. Man. All right, well then, let's get right into it. We'll zone in our, our predictions, everybody. Zone yeah. in CBD, the best CBD in the game. Go to zoneincbd.com. Use our promo code. 
Believe. B-L-E-A-V. For 20% off of your purchases at ZoneInCBD.com. You sign up for the subscription and it just shows up to your door when you need it, like clockwork. There's no running out and having to refill the bottles or get another one or whatever. Just go to ZoneInCBD.com. Sign up for the subscription. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. Lofa, Uh can you guarantee that Seahawks fans will not be disappointed this weekend? I think you pretty much already can. Uh, Yeah, I guarantee victory. How about that? Give us a score then, big boy. What do you got? 27-2. And I know I said shutout, but I think they're going to shut them out. So I don't want to jinx the defense by saying it's going to be a shutout. You know what I'm saying? Uh So 27-6. to I'm going to give them six points. But don't be surprised if it's 27 nothing. All right. And if it is, I want you to buy me a jersey. (laughs) Is there a defensive touchdown in there, or do you think that (laughs) Russell Wilson and the offense score all the touchdowns? Yeah, I haven't thought that that went through. So I don't, I don't know, man. Just let's just be happy with the win. I think your prediction. I think Quandre Diggs uh, to touchdown in this game. I think Quandre Diggs continues to ruin our lives with thinking about what happens to him next season. I think Quandre Diggs is having the most fun out there of any Seahawk player. He's clearly just he's clearly just has this attitude of like, all right, well, you guys didn't want to do anything, so watch this. And he's destroying the whole league, and he's gonna make our life even more miserable, but also happy, of course, uh, with a win. Um, I think that the Seahawks, though, don't score any points because I, I'm telling you, even though it's against the Chicago Bears team, there's something wrong with Russ, and there's something wrong with this offense. So I think that this game will end up Seahawks twelve, Chicago nothing. I will predict a shutout. Ooh, okay. Okay. Seahawks 12, Chicago 0. Write it down, everybody. Take it to the bank. You guys can leave us your score predictions on Instagram or Twitter. If you nail the prediction, uh, we will either give you a gift card from Simply Seattle or is the jersey still in play, Lofa? We haven't given out a jersey yet. Whole lot of options. Whole lot of options. Prizes to be won. Go to our social media, correctly predict the score, and there will be prizes for you guys. But right now, that's a wrap for us. Let's hit the closing music and get out of here and try to enjoy our holiday weekends, no matter how meh Christmas is to Lofa. Merry Christmas. (laughs) That needs to be on a t-shirt. We'll get that on a t-shirt from us. We'll get our guy Ryan on that. Happy holidays on three. Hands in the middle, everybody. One, two, three. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Woo. If they don't win, this weekend. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.